Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. And today I have a very unique podcast that I'm going to do. I'm going to simply respond to somebody who has a request and is struggling in her marriage, believes in God, has hope in what God has for her and her marriage, but she's mad at the trauma. She's mad at the history. She's mad at the things that have happened. And so I'm going to respond to this, and that is what this episode is going to be. And I'm going to call this person Nicole. So thank you, Nicole, for your brave and courageous sharing of your story and allowing me to use it as a platform to respond because you are not alone. If you are feeling discouraged, if you are feeling tired, if you know that God has more for you, but you're in the midst of a chaotic and difficult situation, how do we get out of that? How do we have hope when we can't see it in front of our eyes? So today, my prayer is that you can start to step into that place of hope. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now. I pray that you be with the listeners, Lord. We pray for your peace to be with them. Whatever it is that they're dealing with right now, Lord, that they're able to give it to you. Matthew 11 says to come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest for your souls. So right now I pray that you be with the listeners, Lord. Guide me to speak exactly what it is that Nicole needs and that it just blesses many other people who have similar situations or even who have friends or family members so they can gain abilities, skills, and wisdom to be able to help them. We have many people who are hurting right now, God, so I pray for your strength to come and fill them up give them eyes to see and ears to hear. We surrender ourselves to you, God. We repent for our sins and we repent for those who have sinned against us, Lord. We thank you for forgiveness. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So thank you so much for those of you who have been supporting me on social media. Please make sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter and YouTube. We're on, our, on, on all of the platforms. And if you are on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe and click like on this. Um, we have many different shorts, um, short videos that we have been doing as well and taking snippets of different podcasts and other things that I have spoke at. Um, thank you for those who have supported the book. I wrote a book called The Brave Encourager. And really it's about pulling the gold instead of pointing out what people are doing wrong and what's obvious in front of our face. Um, I think it can be really, really hard when we're in a tough situation to have hope and to see what God has to see when we're struggling ourselves. And so this episode will really kind of be a, a gateway into that realm of being able to step into how do we encourage somebody that we're struggling with. All right, so here is 
Nicole. I'm just going to read her words. She says, as I process trauma, I know God is at work. I know I need to break through this wall to get to the treasure on the other side. But some days it's so hard. I know God did not put this trauma on my mind to equal divorce later. I know God is good and has a beautiful plan after this, but I'm angry. I'm angry at the trauma. I'm angry as a mother looking back at my young self. I'm upset for that little girl. Angry at the trauma coming in and affecting my beautiful family. I want the treasure on the other side. God says that there is treasure on the other side of darkness. It's hard now. It's blurry. I'm in the middle of it all and knowing that God means for good. But it's scary and the future seems too unpredictable. It makes you so upset at trauma. I know, Nicole. I know the enemy uses moments like this to sneak his way in, trying hard to stay connected to God and keep digging for God's purpose for me in the end, but some days are hard. I find myself asking God on repeat, why? Why do I need to go through this? Why does it feel like I'm the only one that needs to do the work when things were done to me? It gets exhausting trying to keep my connection to God strong but I feel that my husband is fading. I really need my husband to be on fire again, but I know that's not something that I can do. I just don't want any cracks for the enemy to come in. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. I'm going to do my best to respond to this. Unfortunately, a podcast is a platform where I'm literally talking to myself and you listen. And in this situation, I would, my preference is to actually have somebody like this in my office where I can actually have a dialogue and I can listen. Um, so this isn't ideal. Um, one of the biggest things that I would say, the very first thing is, are you safe? That'd be my first question. Are you safe? And if you are not, get to a place of safety. And that means to a women's shelter, um, do you have help? Do you have somebody who can support you? Um, if not, a women's shelter calling 911 and just really making sure that you are in a safe place, your children are in a safe place. Sometimes we're in a situation where we have like a wonderful spouse, but they get very angry and even abusive sometimes. And so it's very confusing when we're in this place of, well, he was so wonderful the other day and now all of a sudden he's not. So I actually don't know if there's domestic violence happening in this situation, but I'm merely just raising that up. That's really one of the first things that we wanna ask, especially as a counselor. Um, and then also I would want to be praying with you. I would suggest for right off the bat again, besides the safety um, is counseling. Okay. Which I think that she is in counseling. So great job, Nicole. Um, but then also inner healing. And I've done different videos on this. What's the difference between counseling and inner healing? Um, but I would recommend both. The counselor is really great because you're able to talk with them. You can kind of vent about things and you have like daily things that you're talking about where inner healing isn't usually this ongoing meeting. It's usually you do kind of one time um, and they really dive in. They're trained to be able to really listen to what the Holy Spirit has to show. And there's different types of inner healing like Sozo. There's a manual prayer. There's heart sync. Um, and they really get at 
the root of where you're disconnected from God, and that can often be an attachment to your to your childhood. Counseling can do this too. I just know that what I have watched is that inner healings are they're very trained in this, and you can do like a two-hour session that really pops out a lot, and it unlocks the things that you need to talk about in counseling. So you can process through things, you can be heard. Because often in childhood, we're not heard. We're told to just be quiet. Kids are supposed to be seen and not heard. And so you don't learn to have your voice. And counseling is very effective for that. Um, and so making sure that it's a Christian counselor that supports your beliefs isn't trying to suggest things like um, that you don't want. Sometimes we actually want to be brave. We want to stay in the marriage. We want to actually pray what God wants. And God can do miracles. I've seen it. Because um, Ephesians 6.12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness of the, this age, against principal, or excuse me, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So what this means is we have a real enemy, enemy, which is not the people in front of us. Satan will use people and get in them, get in us to twist things. And this is why this listener named Nicole is saying, I don't want the cracks for the enemy to come in. So here's what I want to respond to that is the enemy will get in. Okay. There are cracks. They're already there. Trauma is a crack for the enemy to come in. But what you need to be able to do is to be able to use the weapons of your warfare, okay, which is in Ephesians 6, to be able to respond to the enemy and say, no, you will not attack my husband. No, you will not attack my family. And be able to listen to what God is saying. God, what is it that you want me to pray? What is it that you have for my family? And work with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to pray the prayers for transformation to happen. There are many different books, many different resources, and you can go to them. They're very, very helpful, but I'm going to tell you that the Bible's going to be number one. Ephesians is a very, very powerful book, and that would be one that I would say to start with. Okay, I'm going to give a few resources here. Again, this isn't for everyone, um, but it's always really helpful to get what I call psychoeducation. So in the therapy world, we call this psychoeducation, where we just kind of do like basic education on things, because that can also help fill in the cracks of the enemy. Okay, um, Ephes or excuse me, Romans eight one says that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Okay, so when there's shame that comes in, that means that you're trying starting to make up something that there's something wrong with you. And so I just want to say, Nicole, there's nothing wrong with you. And so I want to just bind the enemy right now against any shame, against any condemnation, and say that you are a strong, amazing woman of God. And God has plans for you not to harm you, plans for you to prosper, for your family to prosper, your children, your husband. God will win. And so I pray right now for the enemy to move out of your life, for you to have strategies of when he tries to come back in, that you know what to do. Okay, there's a thing called, well, people, people can call it many different things. Some call it familiar spirits. We can just call it familiarity. And so God is one, but because of the familiarity of feelings, of thoughts, of situations, it can feel like it's like it was 10 years ago or five years ago and that those like bad things are coming back in. And so one way is to be able to say, okay, Holy Spirit, help me to know what is different. And so really being able to track what's different, what God is doing. I know this might sound kind of negative, but let's say 
your husband really struggles with depression and out of like seven days of the week, six days he's depressed and does not come out to hang out with the kids. Not a good situation. But when after you start praying, you also notice that there is two days that he actually came out. We need to celebrate that. I know that that's still grim. That's still not good. It's still very depressing and very difficult. But we need to celebrate that God is on the move because now there's only five days of depression instead of six. And so we praise God for what he's doing. We, this is where we have eyes to see. And then we say, God, give me a vision. I had a time once where I was so frustrated with my husband. I was very angry with him. And I had this vision of us ballroom dancing. I was like, God, what are you doing? I do not, first of all, my husband doesn't like to dance. And second of all, ballroom dancing. But what happened is when he gave me this vision, the posture of my heart shifted to see my husband the way that God does. And I had such compassion and love for him that when I look back at the thing that I was frustrated with, I immediately repented and I asked God to get to help my husband and help me because he had to shift my heart to not be in hate, not be in anger. So that is part of the situation is that we have to get ourselves healed and in that place of being able to see what God wants. So we're, we're like this warrior. But when we're so hurt and we're so traumatized and we're so stuck in our past, it's hard for us to have that vision. Like Nicole was talking about where we're blurry. I so know what she's talking about. And so in the midst of getting counseling and our healing, we start to get strong. We start to see who we are, that we are that warrior, and that we can start to fight the way that God wants us to fight instead of being a victim, which is one of the things I'm going to share really quick, which is called the victim triangle. Some people call it the drama triangle. I'm not a huge fan of that because you didn't ask for being a victim. Okay. We don't say, Hey, I want to be a victim. I want to be abused. Nobody asked for that. So when you call the drama triangle, I kind of have a problem with that. Um, however, as an adult, if you were a victim of trauma, you do need to take the steps to make the changes, which is not fair because the perpetrator is the one that should be doing this work. Um, but this is why a lot of times victim, victims end up being doing what I'm doing. You know, they write a book or they become a podcaster. Or they have their own show because they know what it takes to get out of that hole. And they end up being able to help thousands of people because of their story. And so no matter what the situation is, God does want to flip it, which is Romans 8, 28, that God uses everything for the good of those who love him. Um, and so the victim triangle has three different parts to it. There's the rescuer, there's a persecutor, and then there's the victim. You can find many different types of triangle. They're um, some that have a triangle on top. There's some with different language that they're going to use different language. So there's not like a right or wrong way to do this. It's really just a psychoeducation piece to just kind of help understand where am I? Because each one of us can be each part of that triangle. Even if you were the victim, you can then end up being a perpetrator to other people in your life. And you wish that you weren't, but you're like, ah, it's just coming out. And this is where the healing needs to happen. Okay. So if you go back, I did an episode on dissociative identity disorder, which talks about parts of ourselves. So you can be victimized. You can be a child who was perpetrated against, and then that a part of self can actually become a perpetrator against other people. This is why so many people who are in prisons these days were victimized as a child. And then they learn, I need to be, I become that identity as that perpetrator. It's not okay, but if you don't get healed and you don't know what that is, that's just the identity that you take on. 
And then the rescuer is the other one where you're the enabler. It's kind of like, poor you, let me help you. And so you actually become rewarded by actually helping other people. Persecutor, it's all your fault, critical and blaming, and the victim is poor me, you're hopeless and you're stuck. So it's just this triangle that keeps going around. All kind of conflict can kind of come from this. Um, and we, what we want to do is we want to move out of this so we can actually be a survivor. We can be a conqueror. We don't want to be in any one of those places, but the reason why I name it, because if you are in any one of those positions, you want to give it to the Lord. You want to say, God, help me not be a rescuer. Help me not be a victim. Help me to be a persecutor. But if you are a victim, you've got to be able to go to God to be a little kid and receive that love. Okay, so we have to be able to receive God's love to be able to get that healing. And so I just pray for God's love to just pour over you right now that he's saying, it's okay. It's okay, my child. I'm not mad if you, I'm not mad at you even if you persecuted against somebody else. If you've been a rescuer, if you've been a victim, I'm not mad. I love you. I love you, my child. No matter where you are at, come to me. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me, only me, only me, nobody else. I will give you rest for your souls. And so allow the Holy Spirit to come in and just start to move and come in those cracks to heal whatever part of the triangle you have been at. And I'm going to move into a, a couple things that Leslie verdict. She wrote the book called The Emotionally Destructive Marriage. And she actually kind of lays out all of this stuff in deep, deep detail. I could do a whole episode on with her. Um, the, the first thing she talks about is being able to see your marriage clearly. And I would just say that's being able to see and understand the enemy's tactics. Like what is going on? Am I actually being abused? Am I not? What's happening? Okay, so being able to understand what, what, what things are going on. And then the next one is change begins with you. Okay, one of the most powerful books that I had that changed my marriage was The Power of the Praying Wife. It's an old one, but when you open up the book, it doesn't say change my husband. It says God change me because that's how we're able to be in that powerful position. And if you've read any of um, Danny Silk's stuff, he talks about being a powerful person even if you've been abused. So I recommend any of Danny Silk stuff. He talks about being unpunishable, okay? Because we always want to like punish ourselves, And it comes from childhood wounds where we just want to punish ourselves because somehow it like feels better by being punished. No, <laughs> God doesn't want us punished. Um, and then the last thing Leslie talks about is initiating the changes in your marriage, okay? So there's these different steps. Okay, so the, the earlier I talked about, pay attention to what's working, thank God for it, and then we want to ask God for more, okay? So if God is actually moving, say, Holy Spirit, what is actually improving? What has improved from a, a day ago, a week ago, a year ago? Thank you, Lord, keep doing more of that, okay? And then the next thing I want to say is that no, Nicole was saying, I keep asking why. Why is actually the wrong question. That is the question I have asked a lot in my life, and and why I'm a therapist, actually, why I'm in this field, because I want to know why. So I asked the question myself. I'm not telling Nicole, you know, that's bad that she's asking this, but it's actually the wrong question. Because what we do when we ask why is we're, there's like a suggestion in there that God doesn't, he's not God. And we want something bigger and better than God. And so 
what we do is we we end up having this bad theology that God is bad and God is wrong and he's there's something and again I'm not saying that that's what Nicole's doing I'm just saying what I have done when I ask why I'll be like why did this happen why am I in this place and I feel trapped and I'm and I'm mad at God he's not mad at us when we do that so he actually loves it he wants us to do that but when I was able to actually shift to really surrender my body my soul my spirit to him I realize that that's actually the wrong question because he's God and I am not. And so my heart shifted to, oh, you actually have the power to make things happen. You're wanting to change my heart so you can show me what you see in other people. But when I was a victim myself and I wasn't able to see what God had to see, I couldn't see. I couldn't see my husband the way that God did because I was so wounded and I was so angry and I was so frustrated. Okay, this part takes time. But when we move out of that to be able to see God's promises for us, we start to pray more powerful prayers because we're not in that place of, why is this happening to me? It's, okay, God, let's go. What is it that we're going to do? Okay? Um, Identity is huge, so being able to know who you are as a child of God and then also knowing that God's family or your family is God's family. It's not our family. Like, my children are not my children. They're God's. And so what I've done for me is I've, I've... like almost like seeing an altar and I just say, God, I surrender my family to you. I surrender my husband. I surrender my life. And I do this almost daily that God, I give you everything because when we try to have this hold on and we want certain things, it causes more anxiety in us because we're wanting everything to be a certain way. And it makes sense. I get it. Okay. My brain gets it. The world gets it. But in the kingdom of God, we've surrendered it all. And what we're doing is we're saying, God, I trust you. And so we have to learn how to listen to him. What is it that you want? Okay, what is it that you want for my family? When we truly surrender, he will actually talk to us and he will give us things. I have had more dreams and visions about my marriage, my family, even this podcast and what I'm doing when I started to surrender. My peace, that the peace that surpasses all understanding has been crazy compared to before when I was holding on to it more. But this took time. Romans 12.2 did not happen overnight, which is Romans 12.2 is that we don't conform to the powers of this world. We're transformed by the renewing of our mind. So that blurriness, Nicole, it's going to start to decrease. And it already has. I know it has. Because in your question to me, in what you were saying about your marriage, you're not a victim anymore. You're not in the victim triangle. Sometimes you go into rescuer. I think sometimes, sometimes a little bit maybe victim, but not as much as you used to be. So I just want to praise God that you are moving out of that triangle and you are moving into a place of being a warrior. Want to ask another question, Nicole? Who is around you? Who do you have? Because it's hard when you don't have proper models to follow. Do you have any marriages that you can follow, that you can listen to? They don't have to be live people. If you don't have any real people, even just marriages that you can follow on TV or even TV shows, just somebody that has a marriage that you can follow, a life that you can follow, that you can model after. And again, I want to say so much more to Nicole. But right now I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray for Nicole. I'm going to pray for anybody else that is dealing with something similar to her, whether it's in your marriage or even just the trauma that you didn't ask for. So Holy Spirit, I pray right now for Nicole. I pray for her family, for her husband. I pray for the listeners who have similar situations or family members or loved ones who are dealing with the same thing. 
The enemy, John 10.10 10 says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God says, I have come to give life and give life abundant. And I just speak that over all of you right now. You are property of Jesus Christ. And I say to that enemy, get off their life, get off their family. I plead the blood of Jesus around your family, around your homes, around your cars, your computers, your iPads, your phones, any sort of electronic where something can come in from the enemy. And we just say no more over your work, over your ministries, over your passions, your desires, your dreams, over your sleep. We thank for abundance, Lord, abundance of finances. I pray for communication to improve. I pray for manipulation to stop, for gaslighting to stop, for strength and identity to increase. Then any women and men as well, where you're being victimized, that you start to learn who you are in your identity as as a Christian, as a daughter, as a son, that that is the very first and most important identity that you can see yourself just sitting at the feet of Jesus and that is your most powerful position and from that the fruit's going to grow where your marriage will be transformed your husband your wives will be vulnerable they will be open to go to counseling or to talk to a pastor or an inner healer they will be open to talk to somebody or a couple that you know. I pray for people to come in your life that will minister to you, that will show you the way, that will encourage you. And I pray for a quickening. I know it takes time, but I pray for it to happen faster and quicker. Deuteronomy 31.6 says to be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or fear, for the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. So I pray for that strength that you already have to increase right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And from the tip of their head all the way to their feet, we just pray for your anointing oil to come in and just drench them with what they need. Some of you need strength. Some of you need peace. Some of you need courage. Some of you need just Papa's love to just come and drench you so that he's giving you what you need right now. Some of you need wisdom. What is it that I need to do? Okay, what is it that I need to not do? It's wisdom. Some of you need clarity. Some of you need a person. So I just pray God's giving that all to you, whatever it is that you need. We thank you, God, that you give us what we need because you love us. Whatever it is that I missed in this episode today that you needed Nicole I pray that you get that from your counselor or you get that from someone in inner healing or from a podcast someone else's from a movie from someplace else that you get what you need and that you will come back with the testimony and you will be a guest on the show we thank you Lord Jesus for all that you are doing the trauma that you are healing the marriages that you are saving people that you are seeing in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. 
Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.